Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS Women's Health Doctor, and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health. Today we'll be discussing an important topic, a taboo topic, and something that's so sensitive to many, and that is discussing fertility. So in today's video, we'll be giving you fertility tips to help you to conceive. These may seem like quite basic tips, but actually, if I give you some evidence behind why these tips are so important, it can help you to understand why you need to implement all of them in order to help you to conceive. So if you do have any specific fertility questions, feel free to drop them in the comments below, and I'm happy to do any more targeted videos on specific questions that you have. So today we have five top tips to help you get pregnant. Number one, stop smoking. This seems obvious. This seems like it's, everyone knows this, but actually it is so hard to stop smoking. If you've been smoking for many years of your life and now you're suddenly pregnant and someone says to you, you need to stop smoking. It's so hard to do and it's easy to say it, but the pressure, the social pressure that there is to stop smoking during pregnancy is enormous. And so I think it's really important to support women during this process, giving them all the help, advice and guidance and giving them a place where they can speak about it is much more important than not talking about it because then women may feel ashamed if they can't stop smoking because of course it's very addictive and smoke, smoking and, and cigarettes contain nicotine which is a highly addictive substance. So why is it that smoking not only affects fertility but also affects the pregnancy? So the reason why it affects fertility is because when you smoke it can cause damage, little hair-like structures in your lungs, down your air pipes um, called cilia but that cilia is also present in various different parts of your body and the hair-like structures called cilia are also present in your fallopian tubes. The reason why it's there is because it helps the egg that's been released from the ovaries to be wafted down to the tube closer to the sperm to help it become fertilized. So cilia can help that process of the egg being fertilized by the sperm. So any damage to the cilia can prevent this process from happening. Secondly, smoking can damage the DNA in the eggs. So your eggs are full of genetic material and they contain X chromosomes. So that's what women have. Women have the X chromosome and that means that it will be a girl, whereas men have the Y chromosome, which means it will be a boy. So if there's any damage to the DNA, it can cause not only problems during fertility, but also problems to the baby itself. And it can cause genetic disorders, which then the baby will live with. So smoking actually can alter the DNA in the eggs. The second tip is to abstain from alcohol. And alcohol is something that is so easy just to have in your, your diet, to have in your lifestyle. It's just a social norm in so many situations. People go for after work drinks, people have alcohol at parties, people go to bars and clubs and pubs. And it's very much normalized. So if you're someone that drinks often, it can be really difficult. But the reason why we think it's better just to stop alcohol 
and to stay away from it as much as you can is because the alcohol can interrupt with the surge in hormone you get before ovulation. The hormone surge is called luteinizing hormone, also known as LH. And that increase in LH stimulates an increase in your estrogen. And that's when your eggs released around day 14 of your cycle. Alcohol disrupts this system. It disrupts the hormonal system and it then will disrupt your cycle. Therefore, you can't predict when you're going to ovulate, you might not ovulate, and it can cause irregular periods. So that's why alcohol can cause some issues. So number three, ideal body weight. The best body weight is to be between 20 and 25 BMI. Above 25 is thought to be overweight and above 30 is thought to be obese. So if you're between 20 and 25, that's normal. And that's thought to be the ideal body weight to not only increase your chances of fertility, but also to maintain the pregnancy and also to reduce your risks during labor and delivery of the baby. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why. There are so many reasons why cutting the fat is good, but one of the important reasons is because high fat levels can increase your levels of leptin in your blood. And leptin is a hormone that's produced by your fatty tissue, your adipose tissue, and this hormone actually reduces your estrogen. High leptin means low estrogen. So the more fat cells you have, the more fat you have in your body means you're going to have high leptin and lower estrogen. Having reduced estrogen can result in reduced periods, irregular periods, reduced ovulation, and then reduced fertility. So that's why we like to have an optimum BMI. It's thought having a BMI of more than 27 has a three times increased risk of having difficulty to conceive. We are talking a lot about obesity, but actually even being underweight is really important to talk about because if you're too, too thin, if you don't have enough peripheral fat, then it may be difficult for you to actually maintain a pregnancy. And your body knows this because if you don't have enough fat, your hormone center in your brain will turn off your hormonal regulation and you'll stop producing hormones and stop ovulating. And so therefore you can't get pregnant. So that's why you need to make sure that you're at an optimum, in an optimum place. So ideally you don't want to have a BMI of less than 20. Number four, stress stresses the body. So we know that stress can cause so many different effects in our body. It can make us wrinkle, it can give us stress lines, it can cause cardiovascular disease, it can increase our risk of heart attack. And in terms of our pelvic organs and our fertility, it can make it much harder for us to conceive. The reason why is because it increases a hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone and high levels of this can interrupt with our hormonal regulation called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, also known as the HPA axis. And this is a center in our brain that produces hormone and then communicates with our gland just on top of our kidneys that help us with hormonal regulation. And then that also sends signals to our ovaries. So high cortisol stops this process. So we don't get those signals to our ovaries to release an egg. And that's why you might find that if you're going through a stressful time in your life, if you've just gone through something really difficult or traumatic experience, your periods can sometimes change. And I personally find if I, if I do a lot of exercise, if I'm going through a stressful time, I remember at medical school when I was going through exams, 
my periods are just all over the place. And that was actually related to the stress and the high cortisol, meaning that my ovulation was off and my hormonal system wasn't regulating as, as it normally does. So you might find that if you've gone through any of these sort of situations in your life, that may happen to you. Furthermore, specifically with fertility, if you have a stressful time, if you're going through a stressful period, you might realize that your libido, also known as your sex drive, isn't as high as it normally is. And if you don't have a high sex drive, you're not going to feel like uh, having sexual intercourse and therefore you're not going to want to try to conceive. And you know, it's you want this to be a fun experience. You want it to be an enjoyable experience and not like a chore. And because as soon as it starts feeling like that, you it gets very stressful. Just the process of trying to get pregnant gets stressful. And something, something and just a little story that I wanted to share was when I was working and in the IVF clinics, we found that when we saw couples for the first time, they'd been trying to conceive for many years, three, four years, and then and then they'd come to us and they, as soon as they came to the IVF clinic, they just felt so stress-free. They felt that after all of this time of trying to conceive and trying lots of things, they'd now come to some doctors that can look after them and guide them through a process. And this big weight had been taken off their shoulders. So they'd be added to the waiting list. And funnily enough, whilst they were on the waiting list waiting for IVF they were so stress-free they actually got pregnant on their own and I just find this mind-blowing I just think the effect the emotional effect that stress has on your body and your mind is incredible and just by having that peace of mind that you're now being looked after that you now have IVF coming your way just takes stress out of the picture and people actually end up getting pregnant naturally without any need for IVF. So I, that actually happened more often. That actually happened very often. And I was never too surprised when that happened because there's actually a lot of literature that shows the relationship between stress, cortisol and infertility. Number five, exercise. We recommend that you exercise 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of high intensity exercise per week. And the reason for this is because exercise not only improves your overall health, it also helps to reduce your BMI, it helps your cardiovascular health, and it can also increase your happy hormones in your brain, including endorphins and serotonin. These happy hormones can reduce your stress hormone like cortisol, and can help you to ovulate, help you to have uh, regular periods and increase your chances of fertility. Similarly, over-exercising is not great because it can switch off your hormone center, your HPA axis, which can then stop you from ovulating from your ovaries and reduce the chances of an egg being released from your ovary and you getting pregnant. So there you have it, five very quick, not so easy tips to help you get pregnant. If you would like any additional support, I recommend that you check out the NHS website because they can give you lots of support with stopping smoking, with help with um, drinking awareness and reducing your drinking intake. There's lots of exercises that you can do to help you get fit before trying to get pregnant. So uh, definitely check out uh, the NHS website. If you have any other questions, then please drop them in the comments below or feel free to message me on Instagram at dr.ravina. Please like, subscribe and share if you enjoyed this video and I'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye.